This is Christopher Moldong of Chris's Storytelling Corner. Today I'm going to do a manga review for Skip Beat Volumes 35 and 36. Next time I'll have a manga review for Skip Beat Volumes 37 and 38, an anime review for the Hunter Exam arc of Hunter by Hunter, and a movie review for the Korean movie Unstoppable. Check out my Twitter page and author's Facebook page. Links to all these will be provided on the description. I'd really like to hear from you guys as well, so leave any comments. And make sure to subscribe and share this channel as well. So the way that this is going to work is that I'm going to give a recap of volume 35 and then give my thoughts on volume and do the same for volume 36. So, let's get right to volume 35 of Skip Beat. Chapter 207. Kyoko tells Korn that his stats exactly match those of Mr. Suruga. Korn tells her that adults see the fairies as a person they thought about most recently. She tells them that she's not pure and innocent anymore. Korn supposedly looks into her memories. Um, with uh, we're then shown President Lori, he has one request uh, for Jelly Woods when she sees Ren back with, with uh, Kyoko. Kyoko gets angry that Korn looked into her past. She forgives him, but tells him that he hasn't smiled at all. Kyoko asks Korn if something happened to him. She tells him that she wants to be his place of salvation. In chapter 208, uh, Korn tells Kyoko that he has a curse on him where he makes whoever is around him unhappy. Kyoko tells him that she didn't suffer misfortunes after meeting him. She tells him that the stone he gave her sucked away all the bad emotions. Kyoko starts feeling bad because she doesn't know what he went through. They talk about lifting the curse. Korn mentions the traditional method used to rescue cursed princes and princesses. Um, you can make the assumption it is a kiss. Okay. In chapter 209, we're shown two kings and queens talking about removing curses and the likes with a kiss. Kyoko tells Korn that a kiss won't work because she's not pure anymore. Korn asks Kyoko if she loves him. She says she likes him but doesn't love him. Korn tells her that he loves her. She tells him that it can't last because he's a fairy and she's a human. She says that she can't give him a kiss. She tells Korn that she made a promise to Mr. Suruga to preserve her purity. Korn questions why she made that promise when he's not even her boyfriend. Korn tells uh, then tells Kyoko that Mr. Suruga doesn't have to know. And then Korn accuses Kyoko of lying as she won't help him. He then accuses her that Mr. Suruga is more important to her than him. She eventually tells him that she will assist Korn without fail. In chapter 210, Ren comes to the conclusion that Kyoko thinks of both Kwon and Ren Suruga as equally unique beings. Um... Nice fairy Kuan, not like killer Kuan. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm guessing. Kyoko tells Korn that if she wasn't betrayed, then she wouldn't have met the other man either. You can kind of assume that's Ransuruga. Kyoko kisses Korn, but just a peck on the lips. Korn gets on the ground and says it wasn't enough. After some contemplation, he looks up and smiles at Kyoko. In chapter 211, it's revealed that Kwon had no interest in Japan when he was a child. His father asked Kwon to go with it, him to Japan, and he, of course, does. Or else there's no story. <laughs> uh, Kyoko says, we're back to Kyoko. She says to Korn that his curse has been removed. 
Korn reveals that he has always hated Shofua. Korn asks Kyoko if he can say her name without um, honorifics, and she initially agrees. However, she doesn't want uh, to hear him say it in Ren Suruga's voice, so she tells him next time. She questions if she can see him again. Um, Korn or Ren, I'll just say it's Ren, internally questions if he'll be able to play Korn the fairy the next time he sees her. He then kisses her on the lips. Like a real kiss. Like a French kiss. Well, no tongue, so. A kiss on the lips. He then says internally that he'll tell her everything if his, if circumstances don't allow him to be Korn. Korn tells Kyoko that he's so glad that he was born into the world and able to meet her. Korn then jumps off the balcony. Kyoko runs to see him, but he isn't there. She says that they'll meet again. Chapter 212, Korn apparently landed on his feet and walked away. He then puts on the watch on his left hand and says to Rick that he has one favor to ask of him. We don't actually know who Rick is yet. <laughs> um, Ten, who's Jellywood, so we'll call her Ten at times. Ten apparently called Kyoko, Kyoko's phone a lot and Kyoko calls her back. Ten tells her that she has nothing to worry about, but informs her that she has to pick her up uh, a little later, past eight, for dinner. Kyoko decides to return to her room. Ren goes to see Ten, and Ten is very angry at him. But she forgives him, since he had no way to tell the time. Um, apparently, he is supposed to meet up with her earlier, but Ren had no way to tell the time. Ten informs Ren that Kyoka has arrived in Guam and will be joining them for dinner, but he reacts a bit late to the news, suspiciously. Ten notices the watch and comments that he always had it on his right arm. Ren, who's dressed as Kane Hill, waits for Ten, waits with Ten for Kyoko in like this parking garage. At the end of the volume, Kyoko arrives and Ren internally says to Rick to never forgive him. So, some thoughts. Uh, Kyoko and Korn, huh? I mean, wow. You know, she finally meets the fairy Korn. And he pretty much... <laughs> it's funny because he, he, like... He really plays it up. You know, Ren Suruga or Korn really plays up this idea of being Korn the fairy. And it's like, oh, I'm reading your mind. I'm, you know... I can use magic only one time a day. Um, you know, I'm just taking the this figure of Ren Suruga and the voice of Ren Suruga, you know. They have a really deep past, you know. I mean, it really is. They were kind of each other's salvation. Uh, uh, Kyoko definitely looked up to Korn and... and you know, was always glad to see Korn, and Korn was obviously glad to see Kyoko. And then, you know, he gives her the stone, and then she puts her emotions in the stone, and the stone was used as a way to kind of cope with things when things got hard. And, you know, so they, they got some history here, you know. I mean, Kyoko and uh, Shofua have some history but that's not to say that Korn and Kyoko's history isn't that important either. I think one thing that's um, apparent 
is that Sho and Kyoko have this history that's really hard to break. And then Ren, Shirugo is trying to fight, kind of fight against her history. When in fact, her his own history with Kyoko is pretty deep as well. I mean, it seems like Ren will say, will tell her everything eventually. I mean, that's kind of what we're hoping. You can kind of assume that's kind of end the series, maybe. I don't know. Like, we're kind of waiting for this time when, like, things will be revealed, you know? And it's just kind of like, but things kind of have to happen first in order for that to happen, you know? It's kind of like Kyoko had to meet Korn when he's an adult, you know? And then later on, it's like, okay, well, Rensuriga is Korn. She doesn't know that. Ren Suruga doesn't know that Kyoko is Bo. So, <laughs> that's the other thing, too. But it's kind of funny because Kyoko talks to Korn and mentions Ren Suruga a lot. So, he kind of knows. She does, he, You know, it's kind of funny. They don't actually know that they love each other. That That's the other thing, too. Because, like, Kyoko actually avoids flat out saying it. You know, I mean, and it goes along with what happened with, when she talked to President Lori a while back. And it's just like, she's going to ignore it, you know. So they also don't know that they love each other. So that's interesting. But Korn did kiss her. And it is technically, I mean, it's... Shofua kissed her in, like, the most, like, oddest way, in a sense. It's just in a way that was, uh, she didn't like it. Um, but yeah, and then Corn finally kissed her. She didn't seem to hate it, you know. And um, it's kind of funny because it's kind of like it's kind of sad, actually, and funny at the same time because it's like, oh, Ren Suriga finally made a move, but as Corn, <laughs> you know. So it's like, okay, I. You know, you don't really know that Kyoko, you know, it's like you made a move, you made a big move, but under this false pretense, that makes it kind of like some instance of a fantastical situation for Kyoko, you know, it's not like reality per se, you know, I mean, it, it happened, but it happened with this fairy prince, not like with Ren Suruga, you know, it's kind of absent of reality in a sense, so it's kind of, like, I hate to be nihilistic here, but it's just like, yeah, in a sense, it kind of didn't matter in the sense of, like, creating progression for Ren and, and Kyoko's relationship, unfortunately, um, it's almost like a, another person did that, um, 10, Jelly Woods is around. She's kind of being tossed around here. Definitely, she's she's kind of like a third wheel if you think about it. You know, it's just kind of like she's being tossed around. She has to work, but you know, she has to deal with Ren. She has to deal with Kyoko, and it's pretty unfortunate actually. And at the end volume, we saw Ren meeting Kyoko, which is kind of weird. And and it it just goes back to what I was saying, where it's just kind of like. Ren actually just met with Kyoko, technically, 
met with Kyoko. But in reality, Ren Suruga met with Kyoko. What happened back there was Korn and Kyoko. So we'll see where that kind of leads to. I don't really know. Are, are they going to hang out or, or whatnot? Are they going to talk? Um, there's a kiss, <laughs> you know? I mean, so we'll see what happens. So before we get into the next volume, I'd like to plug my author's website at www.chrismordon.com. And you can read a new blog post on there every week. Uh, for a sample of my writing, you can read my fancy short story, The Wizard, The Shadow, and the Tree, which placed in the DreamQuest 1 writing contest, and the link to it will be provided on the page description. Also, do you like anime? Do you like manga? Do you like action, adventure, fancy, crazy characters, different worlds? Then buy my book, The Mustard Prince in the Convent Kingdom, for just $4.99 via ebook on Amazon.com. Dot com or on my author's website. Links to buy it will be provided on the page description. Please also subscribe to this channel as that would really help me out. On to volume 36. In chapter 213, Ren takes Ten and Kyoko to the same restaurant where Corn kissed Kyoko. Ren notices that Kyoko is a bit uneasy and picks on her. Ten leaves and pays the bill, leaving the two alone. Kyoko admits Ren that she experienced her first kiss that same day with Korn. Kyoko admits that she doesn't want to lie to him. Ren tells her that she's going too fast and to start the story from the beginning. After they have dinner, Ren reveals internally that he can finally wear the watch on his left arm. Rick's watch. Whoever Rick is. I don't know who he is. Ten, I think she, she calls him, informs them that it's a final shoot for... Oh no, no, this is later. After the dinner, uh, Ten informs them that it's a final shoot for Tragic Marker. Ren tells Ten to give the president the message that the future he now sees is full of splendor. In Chapter 214, they shoot Tragic Marker, and the actor in the scene with BJ was legitimately scared and fell down even though it's not in the script. Kane Heal tells Setsu that he's able not to sweat at times. Murasame watches Kane Hill and admits that he's a good actor. During a break, Manaka grabs onto Kane Hill's arm, who is like the hamster, you know, and Setsu tosses her. Elsewhere, Ten told President Lori Ren's message, and he looks extremely happy. And then we're shown that Shofua drops by the restaurant where Kyoko works when she's not there. Chapter 215, Kyoko goes to Ren's room and says goodbye since she's leaving for Japan. Ren internally thinks that Setsu's acting chains changed as she shows more possessiveness to, to her brother. Kyoko wants Ren to shoot videos of him eating to make sure he eats right and uh, show them to Kyoko when he gets back. Kyoko then thanks Ren as she's about to leave, but he thanks her by writing great job on her hand and says he'll give her one of those... Uh, like love me stamps uh, when he gets back. On the shuttle home, some girls are talking about actors' real names, and Kyoko questions what Rensuga's real name is back in LME. Moko is given the, the script to Maravice, which is a part of the Miyako Minamori series. Hio has been cast for one of the episodes. Moko looks through the cast, and one of the legal consultants is named 
Sena Mogami. In chapter 216, Kyoko is back in Japan, and Yashiro calls her and picks her up from the airport. President Lori provided them with a limo, but uh, President Lori isn't there. Kyoko tells Yashiro what happened in Guam. Yashiro mentions that the first episode of Box R premiered already. Kyoko sees Miss Amamiya, who informs her that the ratings for Box R were bad. Miss Amamiya gets very angry when Kyoko mentions a comedian. Uh, Kyoko returns home, and Okami-san tells her that she has a guest. Sho is in her room, and he tells her Kyoko. And he tells Kyoko that Sena has gotten in touch with us. In chapter 217, Sho mentions that his parents talked to Sena. His parents said that they'll come see Kyoko sometime, and they might take her back to, Ki to Kyoto because they're responsible for her. Kyoko reaffirms that her mother wouldn't, would never come to see her. Kyoko tells Sho that he's looking for any chance to make her work as a waitress at his parents' inn for life. She responds that that's only if she trips over Rensuruga. She tells him that she still has the goal of being a top actress in the country. Sho tells Kyoko to uh, uh, to tell that to his parents and to stick to the future that she desires. Sho leaves and Kyoko questions if he came because he was a tiny bit worried about her. The next day, Kyoko goes to work and she's informed that Chiorin Miss Amamiya, was in a huge accident and taken to the hospital. In chapter 218, Kyoko goes to the hospital, meets with the director, but Miss Amamiya is waiting in the lobby with only a bandaged neck. Uh, neck. The director informs her that Miss Amamiya's manager got a broken leg. Her manager also requested that Kyoko come to the hospital. The president of Soft Hat, of Soft Hat arrives who represents uh, Miss Amamiya, and asks Miss Amamiya if she wants to take the day off. She, sa she says that she might need today and tomorrow off. The director calls to postpone a shoot, but Kyoko tells him to wait a little. Miss Amamiya and Kyoko go outside to talk. Kyoko reveals that Miss Amamiya needed an excuse to get out of a variety show that she is set to appear in tomorrow. Kyoko asks if she's already regretting her decision. Turns out that Miss Amamiya agreed to go to this shooting location. So later on, we find that out. Miss Amamiya says she's doing tomorrow's job as well. She asks Kyoko for a favor, and it's a request to the Love Me section. She wants Kyoko to come to tomorrow's taping, stay by her side, and watch her so she doesn't run away. We're shown Kyoko's mother looking at stuff that Kyoko has appeared in, like Dark Moon and Box R. At the end of the volume, Kyoko's mother tells someone over the phone that she'll be at the studio tomorrow. So, some thoughts. Uh, Ren and Kyoko. <laughs> yeah, Kyoko, man, you know, it, it's funny. Kyoko has, like, this weird relationship with Ren. I mean, it's very strange. She really does look at him as, like, a senior, and that's kind of it. Uh, and this, like, really great actor, but not as a love, someone that's, like, a love, a potential love interest. Even though she does love him. And she just reveals to him everything that happened with Corrin, even though she didn't need to. So they, they have this really complicated relationship, because it's just kind of like, they can't really get past 
jet being fellow actors working for LME, you know, it, it's like, how does that become love? You, you know, I mean, like, eventually, hopefully it does, but it's like, that's where they are right now. I mean, they're close. She confides in him. He kind of like mentors her and whatnot. But right now, that's where the relationship is at. It's not really love yet. Um, tragic markers ending. So I guess we'll see the end of uh, Kane Hill and, and BJ and whatnot. This is going to be really interesting because apparently the whole gimmick of tragic marker is that Kane Hill is playing BJ. But Ren Suruga is Kane Hill, and it's all a big mystery. So I'm kind of curious to see when the bit, how the big reveal is gonna happen, and what, what if any ramifications that's gonna do. Ren has that message to to the president. One thing I was saying about Ren is, and it's kind of great that, like he said, like he's seen the the world full of splendor now because. One thing I kept mentioning about Ren is this guy is is, is kind of damaged goods, you know. He, he's got a lot going on. And, um, you know, there's all that stuff with Rick. And he may have killed someone as Kwan and, and whatnot. And now he's seeing the world in a more positive light. And, and it's good. You know, it, it's a good thing. Um, there's kind of a resolution in there if you're really looking into it because there is a darkness in Ren Suruga and, and now there's like a light he sees the world in splendor and light you know so you know it's progress for him and for him to get out of his darkness hopefully we'll find out more about his backstory the end of the Guam trip happened and, and now we're focusing on it looks like uh, into Kyoko's mother and whatnot. um Guam was short-lived, but it allowed Kyoko to see corn, and now we're back to reality. Shofua has, has shown his face. He he's t telling Kyoko about you know Kyoko's mother, Seina Mogami, and we're starting to see her a bit more. She seems real strict. Um, doesn't seem to care about her own daughter, and what's up with that? You know. Um, Show seemed a bit worried about her, and like Kyoko just hasn't picked up that Show's totally in love with her. Show denies it, which is kind of funny. Kyoko denies, outwardly denies that he she loves Ren. So it's a bit cyclical here, which is kind of funny, ironic in a sense. Kyoko's apparently pretty close with Show's parents. I I, I assume that um she they're pretty much her parents, <laughs> you know, like. Her surrogate parents or her foster parents, more or less, you know, because it seems like Sena, they don't even address her as like mom. It's it's Seda, you know, um, and, and the parents seem to love Kyoko, <laughs> so uh, that's very interesting. We haven't really actually seen Show's parents yet, so kind of wondering if we're gonna see them in the future. Miss Amamiya came back. Uh, she's kind of got her stuff going on. For some reason, she doesn't want to do the variety shows with the comedians and whatnot. She's still ultra angry. But, you know, she's trying to fight through it. She's, kind of, she's trying to, you know, look ahead, be a professional and whatnot after talking to Kyoko. So that's good. Um, 
moving forward, I, I don't really know where she goes, except she's a Love Me member and, and kind of like a friend to Kyoko, but not like as good of a friend as Moko. We, we briefly saw Moko, you know what I mean? Um, she didn't really do much, but, you know, she's always lingering about. Um, I'm sure, you know, it's kind of funny because the two aren't are, are friends, but they're not really, con well, Moko is starting to become something of a confidant. But not like, you know, Kyoko's not revealing to Moko that, like, she's in love with Rensuga, you know? Moko kind of has an idea, but that they love each other, but that's about it, you know? She's not like, she's kind of a confidant, kind of not. So, Miss Amamiya's just kind of like a friend that kind of has her own story going on. Um,. Who's really angry at times, I guess. <laughs> and then finally we saw Sana looking at Kyoko's roles, you know, for someone that is, it, it's constantly mentioned, oh yeah, she doesn't care about Kyoko, she doesn't care about Kyoko, Kyoko's always saying, yeah, she doesn't care about me. Oh hey, she's checking out her roles, <laughs> you know, so we're going to figure out what that's about as well. So that's all for today. If you like this, don't forget to subscribe, share, and comment to this channel. Thank you for listening to this manga review. Next time, I'll have a manga review for Skip Beat Volume 37 and 38, an anime review for the Hunter Exam arc of Hunter by Hunter, and a movie review for the Korean movie Unstoppable. Thank you, and until next time.